upon his family, friends, and those who followed him. Jamaatul Muslimin, alhamdulillah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with the presence of two of my colleagues, Maulana Farooq Rylands and Maulana Noor. Alhamdulillah, Jamaatul Muslimin. Maulana Farooq Rylands is currently the Imam of Waterloo Road Masjid in Kenwan, and Maulana Noor is the Imam of Levender Hill Masjid. So without further ado, we call upon Maulana Farooq Rylands to render us some beautiful nasiha, insha'Allah ta'ala. Praise of Abdul Mashkurish. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباد الذين اصطفى خصوصا على نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين قال تبارك وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كسبت أيدي الناس ليذيقهم بعض الذي عملوا لعلهم يرجعون وقال النبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ألا إن في الجسد المضغة إذا صلحت صلح الجسد كله وإذا فسدت فسد الجسد كله ألا وهي القلب صدق الله المولانا العظيم وصدق به رسوله الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي respected imam mola antar the trustees of this masjid the broader muslim community Fathers, mothers, brothers and friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. In our introduction, I read a verse from Surah Rum, verse number 41, where Allah Tabarutla says, Dhahar al-fasadu fil-barri wal-bahar. Allah says that mischief Wrongdoing has become apparent and widespread Filbarri on dry land, wal bahr, even on the ocean. Bimakasabat Aidinas, this mischief that we are witnesses to, whether on dry land or on sea are the doings of this human being, Allah Ta'ala says. 
Today even in our own country, there is no country in fact that is free from turmoil. Be it a so-called Muslim country or not, we are facing the same in our own country today. And when I say today, I don't specifically mean this Friday. But I'm meaning at the time that we find ourselves in, in our own country, we are witnessing turmoil. And we ask ourselves that each one of us, if we should look for answers, Allah makes it very clear that each one of us has a hand in this. That the mischief and the turmoil that we are witnesses to is not from Allah's other creation. Allah Ta'ala has a multitude of creations. Every other creation of Allah Ta'ala does exactly or carry out or fulfill the purpose exactly the reason why they've been created. Be it the creation in the sea, be it the insect creation, be it the animals, be it the plant creation, they carry out exactly the purpose where Allah has created them. But as for ourselves, that's supposed to be Ashrafun Makhluqat. As for ourselves, that's supposed to be Allah's most honorable creation, this human being. Because Allah has given us this freedom of to make choices in life. And we have been blessed with this mind, this intellect. Allah forbid it because they have been given this freedom of making choices. That majority of these human beings have used their choices in the wrong way. May be driven by greed, may be driven by other factors that we find the world in the state that it is today. That is why we find, we look at this human being, that is makeup, his entire creation, as Allah boasts about him. We created this human being in the best molds and forms. Allah knew exactly which part of the body should come where. Allah knows exactly what are the different minute functions of this body. I spoke to some youngsters now the other day and I told them that when your daddy drives and some dust or dirt happens to fall on the windscreen, of the car. He will press a button through which water will come onto the windscreen and he will then do an, press another button and the wipers will remove the dust for him to have what a clear view. I said to them, do you know we have had this since we have been created by Allah wa Taala? That no sooner when a speck of dust goes into my eye, it immediately tears. That tear is the water that your daddy, when he pressed the button that came on the windscreen, Allah automatically created us in such a way that the tear will now wash away that dirt. And our eyelid that will now move, which becomes our wiper, will clean our eye for us to get a clearer view.
Allahu Akbar. So Allah created the human being in the best modes and forms. However, Allah has also taken the human being and put him through a test. Where Allah has created within him certain desires. It has been beautified for the human being. That the love that drives his desires, whether it is linnisa, whether it is for women, or whether it is for wealth, or whether it is for beautiful cars, beautiful modes of transport, but he has this innate love for these things. But Allah in His infinite mercy has also sent for the human being that even though that becomes a test to him or her, Allah Ta'ala has given him a system. Should he follow that system, inshallah Ta'ala, as it ought to be followed, he will be in control of those desires. It is when, when he lives in this world and becomes, and he succumbs to his desires, and his desire dictates to him his or her life that we find the world in the state that it is today. I said earlier on Zawatu Muslimin, each one of us should take a fair share of the blame for what is currently happening right through the world. The world is not anymore what it was before. The world has become one community through technology. It was maybe possible that many years ago certain atrocities could be hidden but not today anymore today by just a click of a button and taking a photo or running a video it can go viral right through the world immediately that the whole world become witnesses to it so if we acknowledge and we ask ourselves that I do have to take some blame Maybe in my own minute way, I have not acted as I was supposed to. So in my own environment, I've created facade, I've created mischief. I've created this imbalance. How do I rectify that? How do I go about to make sure that I want to bring a positive change? Because remember, Muslimin, we as Muslims are never pessimists. We are always optimistic. Because irrespective of what, this, what the system of the world is, or what the condition of the world is, because we believe in Allah Ta'ala, we are always optimistic that things can become better, inshallah Ta'ala. But where does it start? It starts with me as an individual. What can I do to better my own environment? What can I do to better my own personal self? Allah says, within yourself, O mankind, there are so many signs of Allah Ta'ala's majesty, of Allah Ta'ala's greatness. Have we become blind? Can't you see Allah Ta'ala asks this question? So it starts with me. Tamatu Muslimin. This human being and his makeup that Allah has created within him 
through his senses. That those senses Allah has given him naturally. It is through those senses that will have an impact on the condition of his heart. In our introduction, we mention a hadith. Nu'man ibn Bashir narrates this hadith when he says, "Qala Rasulullah that behold, within the human body there is this piece of flesh. If this piece of flesh is in a proper state, in a pure state, then Then the whole body, inshallah, will spiritually and physically will be pure, inshallah ta'ala. But the hadith doesn't stop there. It also mentions the other side of the coin as well. But if this piece of flesh is in an unclean state, in an impure state, Allah forbid, this body will also become impure. Physically and spiritually as well. And the Prophet didn't leave with this, for myself and you to argue that I wonder which part of the body the Prophet referred to. With hadith in the beginning, that behold, within the human body there is this piece of flesh. And the Prophet stopped there after saying that if this flesh is in a pure state, the body will be physically, spiritually pure. If it's in an unclean state and an impure state, this body will be spiritually and physically impure as well. And the Prophet didn't stop there. Otherwise, there would have been another point of argument against uh, uh, amongst us. But the Prophet removed that, that ikhtilaf for us. And he says, O oh Muslims, O oh mankind, don't you bother to think which part of the body I'm referring to. I'm telling you now, that that piece of flesh I'm referring to, it is the heart of the human being. Subhanallah. May Allah grant me and each and every one of us, you know, the tawfiq that before Allah takes away from this world to, to positively work on our hearts. Every sense of the human body, be it the ability to see, or to listen, or to smell, or to taste, or to touch, each of these avenues have an effect on the heart. Whatever the human being looks at, will have an effect on the heart. Whatever the human being are listening to, will have an effect on the heart. Whatever he tastes or eats or consumes, will have an effect on the heart. Whatever it touches will have an effect on the heart as well. Now we can already see why the world is in the state that it is. Why this, why this country of ours is in the state that it is. Because as human beings are completely unmindful, generally speaking, of the state of his, his own personal heart. Now in the short time that we have, we're not only here to become prophets of doom or messengers that spread this negativity. No, it's important that we highlight the problem.
But we also take some time to see how can we rectify the problem. But if you look at the Quran, and that is from where we deduce, from where we try to take, inshallah ta'ala, our nourishment, our shifa. As Allah Ta'ala says, that this Quran is what? Shifa ulima fi sudur. This Quran is a cure for the spiritual sicknesses. And it's also a rahmatul mu'mineen and a mercy to all those who are true believers. Now if I, if I really look at myself and I say, yes, I acknowledge that I am a contributor to the state that this world is in, even though by, by, new to, by, by, by in a small way, for, my way, for me to rectify this is, I have to look at the condition of my heart. How do I rectify that condition? How do I work on that condition? And if it is, it is a true fact that every one of our senses has an effect on the heart. If the human being look at the Quran, he look at good things, it will have a positive effect on his heart. If he eats halal, it will have a positive effect on his heart. If he does the opposite, that he uses his eyes to look at what Allah has condemned and made haram, it will have a negative effect on his heart. And likewise, when he doesn't care what he eats anymore, whether it's halal in his nature or not, it will have a negative effect on his heart as well. If we understand this, and we acknowledge this fact, then one of the ways for us to rectify my own personal self, is to look at the Quran and see all those verses where Allah Ta'ala speaks about the senses. Allah always precedes the sense of hearing of all the other senses. There is approximately Jamaat al-Muslimin, little bit over 17 verses in the Quran, when Allah speaks about the senses. In Surah Al-Nahl, Allah says, بَعْدَ الْإِسْتِعَاذَ بِاللَّهِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ وَاللَّهُ أَخْرَجَكُمْ مِنْ بُطُونِ أُمَّهَاتِكُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ الشَّيْئَ وَجَعَلَ لَكُمُ السَّمْعَ وَالْأَبْصَارَ وَالْأَفْئِدَةِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ This is one of those over 17 verses where Allah precedes, always makes mention of yearning over that of all the other senses. <coughs> There's a reason for the Zamaat al-Muslim. Now one day Imam Shafi'i ta'ala, if you should ask the, all the arkans of wudu, when Allah made mention, for example, إذا قمتم إلى salati فاغسلوه جوهكم وأيديكم إلى المرافق وامسخوا برؤوسكم وأرجلكم إلى الكعبين those four verses, uh, those four limbs are mentioned in that sequence. Imam Shafi looking at the verses as it is in sequence, have says Allah would not have mentioned it in that sequence if there is not a spiritual reason for it. And therefore Imam Shafi deduced from there another rukan of wudu and that is tartib. That you have to follow the sequence. So similarly, if over 17 verses, 
where Allah makes mention of our different senses. And in every one of those verses, Allah precedes every other sense with listening. Then there has to be a reason. And wallah, if we really sit still and think about it, and we'll acknowledge that today, everybody have, want to have his or her say, but nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to listen. In fact, in fact, Jamaat al-Muslimin, Aisha radiallahu anha, the beloved wife of Nabi sallallahu used to believe that the verse where Allah says, إِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنْسِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ She used to believe when Allah says, when the Qur'an is being read, فَاسْتَمِعُوا As those who study you know, Arabic, that this three-letter verb, سَمِعَ or any three-letter verb, in this case, Samia means to hear or to listen. But the more letters you add to that verb, the deeper the meaning goes. Like in this case, Samia, the Quran says, Fastami'u. It takes you to another level. So, Fastami'u, instead of to hear, it means listen attentively. <coughs> Listen with meaning. That is why ulama used to, you know, when they used to teach the students that before you come to class, make wudu, make two rakats of salah, ask Allah to remove whatever there is in your heart. Come sit in class in that fashion. Wallah, whatever will be taught will be nur to you. The same with our Jumu'ah. Why do we think that we go Jumu'ah after Jumu'ah? But Allah forbid, there are very little chains. Because we have taken Jumu'ah just as something wajib. I have to do it. If I'm there, it's okay. That's why we find many people standing outside the masajid nowadays. And don't give much attention to the Jumu'ah anymore. And then he argues the fact, as long as I got the Salah, I've got the Jumu'ah. What he misses out is, Allah has made this time specific. That something that is happening in our community will be discussed. Go listen to it attentively. Because what are you going to get according to the verse? Listen attentively when the lecture is being given, when the Quran is being read. And remain quiet. Because you cannot listen to somebody if your mind is occupied elsewhere. That's why I don't agree with some people who sit in a lecture, but I sit them with a tasbih. It can't be. You either make dhikr or you listen, one of the two things. Because your dhikr will have very little effect on you. If you want to divide your, your, your action between to listen what the Imam says, or the lecturer says, or the khatib is saying, and your dhikr itself. So either way you'll be losing out. So Sayyidina Aisha used to believe that that verse at the end of Surah Al-Araf was revealed for Jumu'ah. Allah Ta'ala would not, in fact I firmly believe as a Muslim, 
That there is not a single letter in the Quran that Allah has divinely chosen. But wallah, there's a reason for it. Sometimes beyond our understanding. Is our great scholars here, whom Allah has endowed with deep understanding. Through their love for deen. For their love for spending time in studying deen. That they can extract for us. <coughs> they can extract for us. Something that we cannot see. So the verse, or the verses, over 17 verses, speaks about our senses. And how Allah precedes the sense of hearing over every other sense. In fact, you ask any doctor as well, scientifically proven, when a child is being you know, given birth to, as the verse says, the verse says, Allah has taken you out of the homes of your mothers. You at that time knew the proper translation, absolutely, you knew absolutely nothing. Can anybody stand up in this majid to then tell me the day when I was given birth to, I knew exactly who my father was? I knew exactly who my mother was? Allah said, لا تعلمون شيئا You knew absolutely nothing. وَجَعَلَ لَكُمُ السَّمْعَ وَالْأَبْصَارَ وَالْأَفْئِدَةِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ Then Allah says, we blessed you with those instruments through which you're going to acquire your knowledge. And the very first instrument is your ability to hear. That's why I say scientifically proven that the very first sense of a child that develops within the first two or so weeks are that of hearing. The eyesight comes afterwards only. The child listens to the mother's voice first. Why do we think when a child is born, why have we been asked, make adhan in the right ear and he comment in the left ear? And while I had of personal experience, just now during the week I went to give a name to a child. When you, are, when you hold that child and you make the adhan, something, something miraculously happens. Miraculously happens. Inexplainable. How that adhan in the coma has effect on the child. So if the child was supposed to be deaf at the time, and there's no development of hearing, why we have been asked to make the adhan in the coma? It shows scientifically proven that the listening and the hearing develops first. I always say to the children, you know, at the school where I teach, I say to them, you know, because, well, I ask if the school teachers here, they will, they, will, they will actually back me up with this. One of the biggest challenges that teachers today face in class is to get children to listen. Is get children to listen. We have not yet developed the art of listening. We have not listened. Uh, developed the art of listening. If Allah Ta'ala says, وَجَعَلَ لَكُمُ السَّمْعَ وَالْأَبْصَارَ وَالْأَفْئِدَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ We gave you, O human being, these senses through which you can acquire knowledge. All we want from you is, is to be thankful to Allah Ta'ala. But then also, you know, our time is almost up. But then also, that there are people that listen. 
but you get the sickness of selective listening. You get another sickness of selective listening. Like for example, there was a person who came to the masjid and he happened to pass by on the Jumu'ah and he went now into this masjid, doesn't know the Imam from anywhere and said, okay, then we'll listen to the Jumu'ah and, and on that specific day, the Imam spoke about the rights of the husband over the wife. And my friend was all ears. <laughs> and he couldn't wait to get home. What the Imam spoke about. And he said, this Imam, because this is what we do. We are so bent on entertain, uh, entertaining, you know, when we ent entertained, that we also choose now, why entertaining Imam may be best And forget about the content. So after he listened, he got home and he told his wife, sit there please, this is what the Imam said, that I have this right over you and that right over you and he spells it out. And then he says, I must go to that masjid again next week. Not knowing the Imam, is a very, he tries to be, a very, to be a very fair person and a very just person. So the Imam has prepared now what is the rights of the wife over him. <laughs> and he never knew what the Imam was going to speak about. So he went to the same masjid. So after the Imam now spoke, what does he throw to home? And now when he got home, the tea was ready and the wife wants to hear from him now. My Khalifa man, any lesson today? I said, you know what? I said, that he speak up with Lord. Selective listening. Some of us want to hear what we want to hear. We don't hear the truth. Even though speaking the truth is a man in doing it. Because you don't speak down on people. You don't speak down on people. You don't make people feel small. That was not the way of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Can we imagine Musa Alaihissalam with his brother Harun was commanded by Allah Ta'ala go to whom? To the worst of creation, <coughs> Firaun, who committed the most grievous sin under the sun. He not only ascribed partners to Allah, he said, I am Allah. But when Allah commanded Musa and his brother Harun to go to him, what, did Allah's, what was Allah's advice to them? Allah Akbar. Allah said, وَقُولَ لَهُ قَوْلًا لَيِّنَا لَعَلَّهُ يَتَذَكَّرُ Allahu Akbar Oh Musa, oh Harun, when you speak to him speak to him softly speak to him with kindness لَعَلَّهُ يَتَذَكَّرُ because maybe he's going to think what you say because this is human nature. When a person speaks down on you, when a person swears at you, you don't want to listen. Even if even he's touching on the truth, but you don't want to listen anymore. So yes, we are the selective listening. Then there's also another sign of selective listening, as Allah forbid, viprat. And I want to conclude on this point. And that's part of what I said earlier on, when we are bent on entertainment. Therefore, if masajids, or madaris gives you know social functions then people won't go because if there's no if there's no actions on the stage 
If there's not somebody going to make a fool of himself on the stage and start making jokes and sometimes the jokes that is being made on stage so-called for the Islamic function are sometimes the best jokes they choose is to do with deen wa the billah. And I'm almost certain lakhda also. Where is the lillah here? Let me just give. Without being entertained. So the selective listening sickness is also when people only go where they can be entertained. They don't listen to content anymore. Because the speaker can buy a lesson. So we become fascinated with him. Whether it is whatever Imam, no Imam, no scholar, no Alim can only but speak about Allah, about His Prophet, about Deen. Yes, Allah might have blessed some people to maybe able to give a more clear message at times. But Allah, if we listen and we go to any lecture and just sit with an open heart and listen attentively, we will walk away with, with some knowledge, inshallah. It is when we go and we have already closed that heart and we have not practiced on the art of listening. We have closed up everything already. And if we have closed up everything, what do we think going to go inside? That's why we have been going, the example that was given. If you open up a tap, and when you open the tap even on its fullest, but the copy is umkhadrai, honest not a drop of water will go inside. But if you open that tap where just little drips of water falls out, but it is standing in its right position, open, that cup very soon will be full, inshallah. Amen. As I said in the beginning, the world is in a state that every person here and elsewhere will acknowledge that the world is not in a good state. As we said in the, in the beginning of the ayah, that mischief, turmoil, are widespread on earth, even on sea as well. For what we have done, Allah Ta'ala, what we, the human being, have done. So to come back to, there is a change that we can make Jamal to Muslim. And the change is, let me start with myself. And the way to start with myself is, look at the condition of my heart. And only I know that, between myself and Allah Ta'ala, no other person can judge my heart, I know. And let us not be fools, to sometimes want to soothe ourselves, and want to live in denial. When a person says, but Buddha, you, you, know, you, 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 can't, you can't swear like that, or Titi, you can't wear that is un-Islamic. The verse says, don't judge me, my Islam is in my heart. For the mere fact that you speak in a way that is unbecoming, that you physically are doing the thing that is unbecoming, is a window to your heart. That's a sign of what is in your heart already. So if a woman doesn't, uh, you know, attire herself properly, you know, it's a sign that we're little Islam. Let's be open about it. If I don't know how to act as a human being, if I keep on swearing, if I keep, don't know how to speak to people, that's a sign that's what is in my heart. So only we can bring that change of Muslim Muslims. If each one of us do our little bit, inshallah, go away from here, let's have, you know, uh, a muhasaba with ourselves, look at the condition of our heart, inshallah, and try, try with a sense of listening. That's why I chose 
There are specific verses that Allah says, I've given you the power to hear and to see and to have some feeling. So we can show gratefulness to Allah Ta'ala. Tamatu Muslimin, whatever good has come from verses from Allah Ta'ala, whatever mistakes I've made from myself and from Shaitan, I want to take this opportunity to thank our honorable Imam, Mawlana Antar, for granting me the opportunity. And I beg to Allah Ta'ala, may Allah grant us tawfiq to really better ourselves. Our journey back to Allah is ongoing. It is ongoing. We all do not know when that moment will be. If we try from now to bring those changes, and in that process Allah takes us away, who knows, Allah might erase all our wrongs. Malakrami and you tofik to practice of what was said. Wa akhru da wana an yahamdulillah rubbil alamin. Shukran jazila.